Happy Wednesday. I am so, so pumped about this episode. I just honestly wish someone told me to hire someone earlier to help me with all of these tasks because I can't tell you how many times I have heard that wearing all the hats is something that I have to do as a business owner when frankly, you guys, it's not. You don't have to wear all the hats. I'm so excited to dive into this today. It's such a good episode. Thanks for listening. And without further ado, let's get it rolling. Hey, I'm Danny Purrington, and you're listening to the Rooted Creative Podcast. I'm an elopement photographer who loves anything grilled cheese and traveling to weird and wild places around the globe. After being an entrepreneur for four years and building a six-figure business that I love running, I'm here to teach you everything from actionable tips on running a successful and thriving business to what's on my heart and how we can continuously seek to glorify Jesus even in our businesses. So here we go. Are you ready? Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Rooted Creative Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Um, Today's topic is one that I don't think is talked enough about. It is so, so important to be thinking about how you're going to grow your business and who's going to help you while you grow. Guess what? You are not meant to wear all the hats. It's not sustainable. It's not the way we are supposed to be as business owners. In fact, if you look at any big business and look at how they're doing, they only have very specific jobs that they do as CEO or business owner. They are not doing every single task. So as you continue to grow and expand, it's important to scale your team to match the amount of tasks that you have as well. So question for you, how many of you listening have been wearing all the hats of your business for too long and it's starting to weigh in on you a little bit? You're feeling a little burnt out, maybe like you want to quit, maybe like this isn't the long term you want for your life. Well, fun fact, actually, this is pretty eye opening. Did you know that almost 80 percent, 80 percent of small businesses stop being in business before they hit the five-year mark? Isn't that crazy? I mean, five years, like these people, we can't make it five years. Well, why, why is that? Why can't we make this longer than five years? And when thinking critically, it's not because they failed as a business. It's actually quite the contrary. Most of the time, it's actually because they got too busy and simply lost interest and got too overwhelmed with their business. And so they closed up shop for good, um, for something easier because it was just too overwhelming. So I mean, that right there says it all, folks. It's not sustainable to continue to wear all the hats in your business. And if you um, are looking at your business as you're going to be the only employee that you ever have ever, you're going to run into a really hard truth, which is burnout <laughs> and and having a business that's hard to keep up with and hard to keep track of. And the ironic part is most of us get into business and start running our own businesses because we actually want a flexible schedule and we want to live an easier life than we would have at a nine to five office job. And it's so funny because more often than not, this business of ours that we seem to be running takes over our lives. Like it actually controls our lives. Everything that we do is centered around it at some times. And 
And that is a dangerous place to be as a business owner. That's not the intention that we had when we started this. So how do we, how do we get back to that? I think it's really important to really be thinking about how do we continue to scale our business? Um, look, if you're, if you're feeling guilty or like, like guilty for taking a day off, I mean, I know I feel that like if I'm on social media or I'm posting something like I'm hiking on my story and I'm thinking in my head, oh my gosh, I have like five wedding galleries to deliver. I should be working. My clients are going to hate me because they see me on this hike when I should be in my office editing and I'm not. Um, and, and like, we also just have this like never ending to do list in our mind and we in turn simply lose the motivation to keep going. The truth of the matter is, and I'm going to repeat this a lot, this podcast, you are not supposed to wear all the hats. You are not supposed to wear all the hats. Okay. And if someone is giving you the advice that you have to wear all the hats, unfortunately, I don't think that's true. You don't have to wear all the hats. In fact, there are plenty of people that you can hire that are very, very easy to hire for small businesses to relieve some of those tasks. So you don't have to wear all the hats. If you continue to wear all the hats, it's not sustainable. It's not going to be something that is going to last five plus years and you will be a part of that statistic. So what I want to talk about today are three helpful tips to hiring help to help you with those tasks, those daily tasks that you have as a business owner and running your business. I want to talk to you about how to hire someone, how to hire them properly, and why it's so important to hire someone. So if you're thinking and you're sitting there and you're like, Danny, I just don't have the money to hire someone. I don't think it's necessary for me right now. I've only been in business for a year. I don't think it's necessary. Well, I'm going to say to you specifically, there is never a time to not hire. You should always be thinking about who you're going to hire next because the fact of the matter is you can't do it all by yourself. So there is a specific book that I am going to be referencing a lot today in this podcast. Um, it is called The E-Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber. I encourage everyone listening to this to go read that book. It is it has honestly changed my life um, in the way that I run my business because at the time I was reading this book, I was experiencing major burnout. I wanted to quit. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do this for the rest of my life. And um, I read this book and it completely changed my perspective. And I went out and I hired like three people. So here we go. Um, the E-Myth Revisited. Basically what this book talks about, what Michael E. Gerber talks about in this book is there are three roles that a business owner really, really takes on. There are three distinct personalities in how they think um, and how they work within their business. And so the first one is the technician. The technician lives in the present and is focused on the work of making it, selling it, and delivering it. You can look at this person as the person who's focused on marketing, selling, um, the back end, so like blogging, Instagramming, um, all of that stuff is what the technician is and also delivering it. So in some ways, he's also the producer of the product. So that's number one, the technician. Number two is the manager. The manager focuses on achieving results through people and systems, focusing on the present and strategizing for the future. So the manager is almost like the overseer, the person who... Um, 
is looking at the production line, making sure that we're hitting deadlines, making sure that we're also strategizing for the future, that type of stuff. Um, And then the third personality is the entrepreneur. And this role defines the business and focuses on closing the gap between where the business is today and where they want to be. So the entrepreneur is almost the person that's thinking ahead and looking to expand and looking at the future a lot where the manager has a similar role, but moreover is the overseer and making sure that everything happens where the entrepreneur sets the goals and makes sure that the business gets there. So let's talk for a second about how each of these work, the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. Okay. Um, the entrepreneur entrepreneurial work, wow, hard word to say, is strategic in nature. It involves dreaming, focusing on the future, and developing a vision of where the business can go. Developing a vision. So thinking of the future, thinking of ways to grow. This vision is specific in terms of what the company will do to serve the wants and needs of the owner, aka yourself. So Um, your wants and your needs with this company, um, this vision that you're creating is something that is along the lines of your wants and needs for this business that you've created, which a lot of times we don't have time to do if we're focusing on the managerial and the technician work um, because we're so focused on the producing the product and marketing and selling that we're not actually focusing on the actual vision of where this business is truly going. So along those lines, the managerial work is both strategic and tactical. So with a focus on the present and also achieving results through others, um, the manager is a pragmatist, pragmatist, I can't, oh my gosh, pragmatist. Wow. Um, and also a planner and organizer who turns the vision into action. Wow. Sorry about my like word problems today. (laughs) Um, clearly I need more coffee, but okay. So the manager is the planner, the organizer, the overseer, the overseer, and basically the manager turns the vision into action. So the vision that the entrepreneur sets, the manager makes sure it happens. The technician, so the technical work. So this person has the role of the hands-on work of the business. So doing the production and delivery of the product or service, the technician lives in the present and relies on the guiding structure of the company's systems to get the work done. So the technician is someone like an editor, someone who's actually producing the work, someone who's out shooting, someone who's actually doing the main offering that you have. Um, that is what the technical what the technical work of the technician is. Okay, um, now let's talk about time and how each of these three roles manage their time. And this is where it gets really interesting. Okay, so the entrepreneur makes time each day for strategic work to ensure that the company is on course to meet the vision. This time is critical to the entrepreneur's future. I mean, I can tell you right now that when I was in like year two and one of my business, I was not the entrepreneur. I was just trying to keep up being the technician. (laughs) Like I would spend every day editing. I would spend every day on my emails. I would spend every day on Instagram, like, like doing the grunt work that I hardly had any time to be the entrepreneur. And the entrepreneur is supposed to take time each day for strategic work to ensure that the company is on course to meet the vision. So all 
I was doing was just sitting down and editing photos and just getting the workout, but I wasn't even strategizing or thinking about what the future of my business was. That is until I read this book. So everyone needs to go read it, but okay, moving on the manager. So the time of the manager, um, this role sees time in relation to personnel and production, knowing the importance of using every precious moment to produce. Um, managers take the company's strategic vision and plot moment by moment tactical action to accomplish that vision. Time for the manager has both long and short term considerations. So while the entrepreneur um, is the dreamer, the manager is the doer. Um, the manager is the person that gets it done. He's the person that sets the to-do lists. He's the person that makes sure that it happens. Um, and then the technician sees time as the present moment and focuses on what can be done today, AKA editing this gallery, um, posting this Instagram, the technician strives to complete as much as possible now, recognizing that more production equals more money. So the technician, um, is strictly production-based, living in today, what the tasks are. The manager is planning the tasks. The entrepreneur is dreaming the tasks, okay? So that's a lot of hats right there to wear as well, along with being an accountant and a salesman and a marketer and the production manager and the client care person. And I mean, you name it. There's literally so many hats that we wear if we are alone in our business. So now that we know that we need to play more of this role of the entrepreneur, because chances are, if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, I have not sat down. I can't remember the last time I sat down and dreamt a plan for my business. Um, well, now that we know we actually need to be playing more of the role of the entrepreneur, how do we do that sustainably? Um, there's no way that we can do all of these tasks all the time. Well, to cover all of our bases and to divide the tasks, we have to hire people to help us. So if you've never thought about hiring someone or you're listening to this again and you're like, Danny, I just don't know if I have the bandwidth to hire anyone. I'm going to walk you through three tips on, first of all, how easy it is to hire someone and why you should hire someone, um, and also why it's never too late to start thinking about this at least and working towards the goal of expanding your business so one day you can hire the help so you can keep growing your business. Because in turn, once you hire help, you can continue to grow your business, which in turn will bring in more revenue anyways and allows you more time to focus on expanding the business because you have someone help you. So let's dive into those three tips that I have for you today. So number one, here's what to look for when considering to hire someone. What's a mundane task that you dislike doing? Like you just hate it. You can't do any more of it. It makes you unmotivated. You don't want to do it anymore. For me, I can tell you right now that task is emails and editing. That is just so mundane to me, especially if it's a big wedding and there's just so many photos to go through and it's this mountain of photos. I just, I find it really hard sometimes to find the motivation to sit down and cull through 7,000 photos and try and edit those in a day. I mean, it's really stressful. So to me, those two tasks are emails and editing. Um, what's a task that takes up a lot of time, but doesn't always need you specifically to do it. 
Well, I think that task would probably be something like editing. Um, It'd probably also be something like Instagram. Quite honestly, anyone can post for you. Anyone can answer your emails for you as long as they know your voice and they have the right information on what to say. Um, All of that stuff can be covered by someone else. And then what's a job that takes up a lot of time and is tedious? Again, editing, I think, is the main theme here. Um, Also, answering emails can also be tedious and take up a lot of time. So I know that when I mention editing, there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of uncertainty in, in photographers when I say this, if you're a photographer listening to this, because you think, oh my gosh, this business is my baby. I don't want to give it to someone else. I don't want to give these tasks to someone who doesn't know me at all and doesn't know my edit style and is just going to deliver this wedding and all of that. And I felt the same way before I outsourced my editing. But quite honestly, when I started outsourcing, it was so, so easy to never, never stop outsourcing my editing because it was so simple and you still have full control over the gallery. So um, if you have any questions about outsource editing, come talk to me or ask questions in the Facebook group and we can chat about it more. But honestly, if you're thinking this baby is my business, I, I am the one who can run all of it. I don't trust anyone else. For Unfortunately, if you stay in that mindset, you're never going to grow and you're never going to see the fruits of your business, which we have talked about before on this podcast. So I'm really glad that we're diving into this too. Um, number two, how to hire someone. So make sure that they have a great work ethic. Um, make sure that they work hard, make sure that they, you know, they know what they're doing and they're not like a a flake and they, they can meet deadlines. And maybe you have like a trial period with that person before you decide to hire them, um, host interviews, look at their previous work, um, you know, get, get a good feel for who they are as a person and find someone who genuinely wants to get to know you. And the main thing that you can tell with that, if you're uh, hosting interviews and you're like, well, I don't know who truly wants to get to know me. If they're asking a lot of questions and they truly want to get to know you and they truly just want to understand you and your business, that is always a good sign that they want to help you in the best way with your business and truly understand who you are to serve you the best as your employee. Um, And right now for all of this, I'm kind of referring to editors. I'm referring to virtual assistants. I mean, those are the, the first two people to usually get hired with small business owners and also photographers. Um, Virtual assistants usually take on the role of emails. They take on the role of social media management, um, of blogging. And then there's also you can hire a copywriter or a social media manager to truly just handle those tasks. So that leaves me to tip number three, how to train them. Training them is really, really, really important because if you don't train them well or you don't train them Um, with a specific system on how to do things, it's going to be really, really hard for you to communicate what needs to be done and how it needs to be done. So um, here's a couple of tips on training them. Create a specific job description for each role. So each person that you hire and divide the tasks accordingly. So maybe your virtual assistant has the job description of dealing with emails while your social media manager has the task of posting posting to your Instagram, posting to your stories, posting to Pinterest, posting to Facebook, right? They're covering all social media and your virtual assistant is covering emails. And then maybe your virtual assistant also covers blogs. So you're dividing the tasks and, 
um, giving them specific job descriptions and job roles. And you're not just throwing anything at them, giving them too much to do. And they're just over confused with what is truly their job. Um, and this is all talked about in the E-Myth Revisited, the book. And then also come up with a foolproof system on how to do each task that is in their specific job description. So for example, if someone is in charge of your Instagram, give them a step-by-step outline on how to post to Instagram, what type of caption to write, what's the hook at the beginning of the caption, um, how many photos to post in an Instagram post, uh, what type of photos to post, are they vertical, horizontal, square, that type of thing, um, all needs to be communicated to them in a very clear and simple way so that they understand. So the best way to do this is to just make sure that they have a clear understanding and the training is on how you do these specific tasks, make it clear, make it simple and make it thorough. Um, So those are the three things just to quickly review. We talked about the entrepreneur who is the dreamer. We talked about the manager who is the, uh, the planner. And then we have the technician who is the doer. So all of those people are tasks and roles that can be covered by someone else while you can focus more on being the dreamer and the entrepreneur to continue to grow your business, which is so important as you expand um, and think of the long term of your business. And then the three tips that I've given you today. So number one, what to look for when considering to hire someone. Again, what are those mundane tasks that you just really dislike doing? What can you give to someone else to do? Number two, how to hire someone. So what to look for when you're hiring, um, how to host those interviews, um, how to find someone who genuinely wants to work with you. Number three, training them and how to do that. So giving them a specific job description, coming up with a foolproof system on how they need to do each task that is in their job description and making sure that they just understand the training well, that it's simple and that it's also thorough. So they understand a lot better. Um, I think it's important to mention that whoever you hire is not going to have it right off the bat. It's going to take some time to truly understand who you are, what your business is, how to do these tasks. So really, it just comes down to being consistent with your employees and making sure that they truly understand how to do these tasks correctly, the right way. Um, And then the last thing I want to say just real quick, because obviously, if you're thinking of this and you're thinking, I don't even know how I can afford this. Um. Try and include them in your annual expenses for the year. So figure out annually what it will cost to hire them. Usually it's around like 600 or less a month. Um, And include that in the amount of revenue you need to bring in this year to cover that. So the revenue should always cover the expenses you have for the year. So just include them in your expenses and then figure out the revenue you need to make this year to make that happen. And then um, set those goals and make sure that you achieve that revenue goal. So it's not hard to start planning for this sell, uh, this stuff now, and I would truly recommend looking into this if you're, number one, experiencing burnout right now, or number two, just thinking of quitting and just not seeing the sustainability in your business. Um, this is the sign and the message right here in this podcast telling you to go and find someone who can help you because you don't have to do it alone and you don't have to wear all the hats all the time. Hiring intern will help you go further and help you be the entrepreneur you are supposed to be in your business, which is the role that you are supposed to be as a business owner and as you continue to grow your business. 
That's all that I have for today, friends. Um, it's a really great episode. Um, I current, I mean, if you're curious, I currently have two employees and I will soon be hiring a third to help me manage this podcast. So I will have someone literally just in the role of podcast manager, which is going to be so fun. Um, anyways, oh, I guess this could be a call to action, but if anyone wants to be my podcast manager, come and email me and let's chat rooted W R K S H P at gmail.com. Um, come chat with me if you ever are looking for extra cash and you would like to be my podcast manager, I am hiring. So fun stuff. Um, but yes, that is all I have for today. I really hope that this makes sense. Um, go and check out the E-Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber. It is such a good book. It will change your life. Um, I highly recommend reading through the whole thing. And most of what we talked about today is talked about in the book as well. So it is great stuff. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, this has been another wonderful Wednesday. I'm happy you're here. Please, please leave a review, subscribe, let us know how we're doing. Um, I would love to know just what you think about the podcast, maybe what you want to hear more of. Um, honestly, like any feedback you have is so valuable to me. So thank you. Um, thanks for listening. And until next time, God bless. Thanks for listening to the Rooted Creative Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more tips and leave a review to help get the word out about our podcast. Resources and notes about what we talked about today are also available at www.rootedwrkshp.com slash show notes, all for free. I'm so excited you tuned in today and I can't wait to share more with you soon. Until next time and God bless.